Hello, I'm Dan Aykroyd, and welcome to this fine motion picture emporium. It's nice to know you're here tonight, rather than at home shoving cheap little plastic cartridges into cheap imported video systems that keep you and your family hostage in your own home or apartment. Now, let's face it, big screen entertainment is what it's all about. We've enjoyed it for years. Movies are great. There's nothing like a good movie, or even a bad one for that matter. One podcast, two assholes, and infinite possibilities. Strap in, for you're about to experience the brilliant awesomeness that is a couple of Average Joe's movie review show. You're welcome. Go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Joe Spiegel, and sitting next to me is my Rogan Arms. Ugh. <laughs> Mike Southern. <laughs> how you doing? It was great until you said that. I'll show you how a bitch slide down the slide. <laughs> so this is our Rogue One episode. We are going to talk about that wonderful film and uh, anything else that comes into our heads while we're talking about that film. Because we always love to go on tangents, and that's what we do. Boom. So, this is Cinescape. <laughs> Cinescape movie podcast. You ready for it? Oh, here comes Johnny. What? <laughs> I just want to sit here. You stole my line, you dick. You can you can take it away now. I don't want to. You can just go ahead and do it. Your device is going to restart. It is not fucking restart. You tell it no. <laughs> you smack its hand. You say no. Fuck you, buddy. Uh, oh yeah, I just drink a whole big old cup of coffee. Uh, a big gulp of coffee. Think that's enough? I think so. Such fucking garbage. Yeah, all right. Fuck fucking with your house. You can't just set it to no. Just don't do it. So your computer will not restart whenever the fuck it wants to. Oh, it's going to have to do it, so. That's some bullshit. That's some absolute bullshit. All right. So, take it away. Johnny. Isn't there some kind of Star Wars reference we could have used? I don't know. Banth Poodoo or Nerf Herder or something. <laughs> you know, just to make this more... Connected. Yeah. Yeah. You're still fucking with the time. Yeah, I know. Let me do my thing. <laughs> Take it away, Johnny. Uh, we already said that. Did we? Yeah, now we're saying it again. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. Because yeah. you said, I want you to say it. Because you're just diddly, diddly, diddly with your fucking computer. Uh-huh. Diddly fuck. How, how are you going to let your computer dictate what the fuck it does? I don't really want to talk about it right now. <laughs> okay, fine. You know what we could talk about? A Star Wars story. We could. Set in the galaxy, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. So. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Meanwhile. How you doing? 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 All right, let's do it. We have been waiting all year to see this movie. And I would say that because of a great marketing, a great marketing plan, and just the absolute look of it, you really expected this movie to be fucking awesome. Well, to me, this movie is not fucking awesome, but it's full of fucking awesome. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again with certain films. I don't care how much glitz and glamour you show me. Um, if you don't make me care about your characters, overall, I'm either not going to care about your movie or I'm not going to care as much about your movie. You're not supposed to care about these characters. Why not? Because they're tragic characters. They're not going to make it. Well, if they're not presented in a way that makes me care about them, it doesn't feel that tragic when they die. So that's my problem. I thought they were pretty much presented in a good way. Hey, uh, this is where I'm at, and and then oh, hey, I don't like those guys in the white things over there, you know. So okay, don't do that. <laughs> do it properly, or 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 we don't need to do the review. Let's not be stupid about it. Okay, well, I'm trying to make fun of the fact that it just all the effort that seemed to be put in this movie. Did I just go through puberty right there? All I don't know. Of, all the effort it seemed, went into the look of this film than it actually did to the substance of the characters. Um, 
my biggest peeve with this entire film when it comes to the characters has to be with Felicity Jones's character because she in the marketing she's shown as the main character and throughout the film itself she is the main character besides you know the death star of course <laughs> but she's the main character I'm I'm joking she's the main character and we're supposed to connect with her because of what happens 15 years prior at the beginning of the film with her losing her father and her mother. Okay. That's supposed to make us connect with her, but no, it's not supposed to make us connect with her. Just tells, tells us what's going on. Well, most of us can't connect with that. It's fucking, well, here's the thing. I don't care about who built the fucking death star. I don't care about, it's like the the Pat Oswalt thing, you know. Don't show. I don't care who all, where all the contractors and stuff came from. Just I just like it there as it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is that I don't I don't care that it shows one of the main designers of the Death Star, okay? And it shows you know him not wanting to be a part of it, and then oh then the well there's the, a reason why then the Imperial Nazis show up. There, there's a reason why. Why? And he's not one of the main designers of the Death Star. He worked on the Super Laser. Mm-hmm. And they wanted him to come back. Yes. But still, I mean, that's like one of the most important components of the Death Star. I mean, what's the point of making a big ball in space if it right, can't shoot anything? Right, but again, you're saying he's a main designer. He's not. Okay. You want to do little, little... I'm not... You can... Look, do it right. Do it right. I can sit here and have a staring contest with you all day. I like looking into your big brown eyes. My eyes aren't brown. They're hazel. They're brown and green. Um, so you're telling me that that all of this exposition is important? Yes. Why is it so important when it's not done in a way that makes me care about anybody? What do you mean? I don't... The only part, only thing about that whole entire scene that I cared about was the look of it all. Was the the cinematography, the 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 just the the, the focus of it, the 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 way everything looked, the 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 background setting, the the just the the focus, all of it, the costumes, the the weather, all of it. It looked great. It looked absolutely. I mean, it just pulls me in. And then Mads Mikkelsen's character pulls me in. For a moment. But then, I don't know what happened during that scene, but I think it was the whole stupidity of the wife who seemed like it was forced for her to be this um, rebellious, you know, character. So, like, was she supposed to be, like, the inspiration for her daughter? So, she, instead of hiding with her daughter in a place that no one should have been able to find them, even though... This is like they have this huge technology that should be able to find anyone anywhere. But whatever. We won't go there with that. It is what it is. But Hold they, on a second. Hold on. When did reshoots for this movie happen? Uh, I don't know. Usually don't they happen like three to four months before it's uh, released? I don't know. I didn't check on reshoots. <laughs> <coughs> I'll have I'll have an answer for you here this summer. Okay. So it was reported at least back in May. That um, writer from Star Wars News Net report recently, page six report about Rogue One being a mess and requiring reshoots left a bit of splash across the internet. It's not actually caused from on the concerns were sensationalized for the purpose of selling an exclusive story. We already knew that three to four weeks of reshoots and pickups were planned, and the cast knew about them in advance. Okay, <coughs> that was six months ago. So that was May. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm bringing this up, look, I could sit here and play fucking devil's advocate. I was trying to play devil's advocate just to give a different side of the story. And I'm completely in agreement with Joe on this, okay? <laughs> As you were saying about, what was her name, Lena or Leela? Or Lyra. Lyra. Yeah. You know, and she comes out and she's holding a gun and there's six, four to six stormtroopers or yeah. death troopers is what they are. Yeah. S- highly underused characters, by the way. Uh-huh. And she's standing there pointing a gun while she has three pointed at her. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. What did she think was going to happen? They could have stunned her. He was like, oh, we'll just take your entire family. Yeah. You know? It, look, if I'm 
if I'm going to force a guy to come back with me and, you know, bring his family or leave his family or whatever, um, and I'm going to need him to, to take care, do this undertaking, right? Be right. part of this undertaking, this massive undertaking that, um, that the emperor wants done. Wouldn't you make sure that you don't upset the people that you're going to force to do things more than you should? Right. You know, you don't look <laughs> fucking up a guy's family <coughs> is the worst thing you can do. And look, it took 15 years before he realized it, but he fucked himself when he did that. Okay, when he let them shoot his wife, right, Mads Mikkelsen's wife, you know, so Galen, Galen Urso, right. Okay, yeah, I, and, and I have a problem with that because I'm sure Gary would have. I mean, was, they already had it set up so that um, Forrest Whitaker's character saw Guerrero, um, or is it Guerrera? Yeah, Guerrera saw Guerrera. They already had it set up that he was going to come and that they were going to meet up with him, or he's going to come rescue them from their little cave or, you know, their hideout. Right. Right. So pretty much the wife, Lyra, Lyra she commits suicide. Okay. Y- you go up to the Empire who has what you call them death guards, right? Yeah, that's what they're called. Okay. Or death troopers. Yeah, death troopers. I mean, they had the special suits, man. They looked awesome. Yeah. And you couldn't even understand what they were saying either. Yeah. <laughs> so you, she, she leaves her daughter and then goes and points the gun at their commander. Right. Dumb. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. The, but the Empire doesn't back down. The Empire never backs down. But it's dumb of him to shoot her and put Galen yeah. in this position of, he could just kill himself. It was like double dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was dumb on both sides, and it made no sense. Wouldn't the, look, this I could give I could give you say what they should have done this way and what they should have done that way, but here's the bottom line with it: it should have been written better. That whole the whole scene and that scene could have still worked, just done a little differently. Right. You know, you know it could have done something where, let's say the wife went out there to protest, right? Mm-hmm. Not stick a fucking gun out there or phaser, whatever the fuck you want to call it, but just yeah, go out there. Yeah, because they use phasers like in Star Trek. Yeah, you know. So uh, he goes out there to protest, like he's my husband. You know, we're happy here. Don't fuck with us, please. Please. Right? It's so not it's, that they're happy. that They were running from the Empire. Yeah. So, but anyway, it, it, her trying to appeal to this guy's other side, if he has one, which he doesn't. But you know what I mean. So, he could have tried that, and then it could have made it look like she had gotten stunned, or she got stunned, right? Because Ben Mendelsohn's character shouldn't be stupid enough to kill her. Right. So, she gets phased, and then since Jin is far away... She would see it as her 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 mother getting killed, right? Right, especially when when Mads Mikkelsen gets gets upset about it. So, wouldn't the smart thing be to maybe do it that way? So then it kind of feeds into her whole rebel thing, especially when they keep pumping the trailer at us, saying, you know, this is a rebellion. I rebel, right? Over and over and over again. So, right, but that trailer doesn't exist. Yeah, once we saw the movie, we realized that, right? So just like the Death Star doesn't exist, according to Darth Vader. So anyway, um, that that's it sets the movie off on a on a to me an uneven direction. It sets it off because well, look what they should have done is first and foremost, how did he find out where Galen was? Uh-huh. Okay, I understand that you want to start off the movie in kind of a a Star Warsian sense. Uh-huh. That's fine. We didn't get the space crawl. But we did get something that's very similar to it when they, the the rings yeah. of, let's call it Saturn, the rings of Saturn or whatever planet they're going yeah. towards. But <clears throat> wouldn't, it, wouldn't it have worked better if they found him by chance, like a spy or that, like they, they could have started off kind of like Empire. Where he goes to town? The, like Empire, where they had Imperial probe droids. Yeah. And then they found him that way, instead of instead of uh, Orson Krennic's just you know he just shows up on their front door. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did you find me? Well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we just threw a dart at a planet, and that was it. <laughs> so, for for me, the whole beginning of this movie is weird. Yeah. It, it just it it doesn't work. I will say this though: the first time I saw the movie, I didn't notice it as badly 
it, it's just because of like I said how beautiful it's the the scene is shot that I kind of was distracted by the by the beauty of it all. Okay, <laughs> does that make sense? No. I, I sometimes I just I, I I just start focusing more on the the actual aesthetic, you know, than the actual dialogue or the storyline itself. And that's what I ended up doing in that scene because we saw the movie twice, and the the way that that scene is shot just looks amazing. Oh yeah. yeah, it's it's absolutely stunning. But my problem again with the whole with the whole scene in and of itself is it felt like it was rewritten. Uh huh. There's something wrong with the scene. It and, did. And now we did some research, and the two people that are responsible for writing this movie, John Knoll. John Knoll has been with Lucasfilm for. <laughs> Ever. Forever in a day. Yep. In fact, he worked on the original, um, the special edition. He worked on the originals of the special edition. Uh-huh. Um, he put his head in in some of the pilot's seats. Yeah. So when you see them fly by in the new in the new X-Wing things, yeah. the, his head is is most of those pilots. <laughs> so he ends up dying. And in fact, he, he was one of the pilots that was shot down, I believe, in uh, episode one as well. Okay. Um. Um. The the pilot that flies out of the hangar and gets shot by the tank. Yeah. In episode one, and goes spinning down. I believe that's him. Okay. That, that may be Rick McCallum though. Okay. <laughs> um, as it is, John Knoll's been with the company since whenever. Now the original story for this was based off of Dark Forces, where the the main character Kyle Katarn, who looks just like was it Diego Luna? That's yeah. who it is. Looks amazingly like Diego Luna. Which means to me that they were going to use Kyle Katarn, but at one, I guess at one point they decided, you know, they're going to change the names because... To protect they, the innocent? Well, no, they, yeah, to, so they don't kill off that character. Yeah. You know, because at the end, spoiler alert, they all die. <laughs> Every it, single one of them. It's like Reservoir does. And... <clears throat> Dark Forces tells a story of Kyle Katarn where he goes, like, the very first mission, he goes into this Imperial facility and finds, on, it, it was like an accident. He's roaming, roaming around. Um, he has another mission there. And he's in, and he hits this data tape thing. goes, oh, this looks interesting. And pockets it, right? Mm-hmm. And then they get out of there. And uh, he meets up with Mon Mothma and sends the transmissions. And they beam the transmissions from an asteroid to... Princess Leia's Corvette. It's essentially the same story. Mm-hmm. Except in this one, you know, it's a little bit more detailed. That story would have worked just fine. Yeah. It, it would have, it would have, in fact, it would have worked even better if they had used the Kyle Katarn type and just started off the movie with, we're hiring you to retrieve the plans for the Empire's battle station. Yeah. There's this guy, his name is Galen. Galen Orso. I can never remember his name. Urso. Yeah, it's Urso. Galen Urso. Orson Krennic, Galen Urso. Um, and he's he's your contact there, you know, wherever they're fucking building, you know, at, at I, I, Edu or Edu or... It's Edu, Edu. yeah. At, you know, Edu. So you're going to basically infiltrate Edu ba- base, get Galen Merrick... Or Galen, get Galen out of there, and he's going to help us retrieve... The plans for the Death Star. Yeah. So that's that's how I would have done it. Basic, simple, and then you just kind of build a plot around that. Yeah. In this one, you have six different fucking planets that you go to in the very first 20 minutes, it feels like. <laughs> they go from from wherever Galen is uh-huh. to Jeddah to wherever Jin is, whatever fucking planet that she's on, that Imperial Mining Facility, Yeah. Uh, to whatever planet that... Diego Luna is on. They have all these planets. Yeah, and you don't need all these planets. I mean, hell, they even show Mustafar. Well, yeah, but <laughs> not, not at the beginning. I'm you know, you you have all these worthless planets that we didn't need to see, and it it establishes nothing. Like if you watch Star Wars, mm-hmm. the original Star Wars Episode Four, like the entire first hour is on Tatooine. Yeah. With the exception of the, with the exception of the beginning, it's weird. It kind of like it's used as a proper way to establish things. So why didn't they do that? I don't know, because you know what? That exactly. That's what I was going to lead into with the whole Saw Gerrera thing was that 
that's how the movie should have started off. It should have started off with her staying behind, with Jen Ursa staying behind with Saw Gerrera, thinking that her mother's dead and her dad's gone, taken by the Empire, and she thinks he's a you know betrayer or whatever, right? And she goes through training with him. Like, she lives with him however you want to do it, right? She learns how to be an anti-establishment You person. don't need to do that. But at least you could do a little bit of clips or something just to lead up into her being an adult because... You don't need that. Okay. Remember in the trailers, I know that they that this wasn't in the movie, but I'm bringing this up on, on purpose. In the trailers, Saw Gerrera's character, played by Forrest Whitaker, was way more interesting, and he seemed like he was trying to bestow some wisdom upon her when he's talking right, in the trailer. You don't need fucking an hour worth of her growing up. No, it doesn't need an hour. I'm just using the original Star Wars as an example because you brought it up. You said an hour, but it didn't have to be an hour. Right, but you don't need the training or anything else like that. You 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 establish that, like, Galen is on yeah. Jeddah, right? Yeah, or they could at least just do quick little flashbacks to show her with, with Saw Gerrera. No, you don't even need to do that. What would you do? You do it just like Star Wars. She is on Jeddah uh-huh. with her family. The Imperial government comes out since they're already there occupying Jeddah and they're they're stealing the kyber crystals, you know, or harvesting them. Yeah. And they find out that Galen is holding back on them or whatever, or he's hiding in plain sight. Uh. So Krennic comes down, basically abducts Galen and brings him back up yeah. to wherever and takes the kid or takes the wife yeah. and burns the whole fucking house down. Yeah. Just like in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. While she Uncle she escapes, Emperor. you know, and then that's when Saw comes, and then you skip to 15 years later. Yeah, and Saw, in a way, is kind of like the Obi-Wan character. Right. You, so, and then 15 years later, you know, you're right back on Jeddah. Yeah. And and then you can... you can. And then she runs into Diego Luna's character. Kind of. You can do that if you want to. Yeah. And you can actually... You could actually go one step further. Instead of doing that, you can go to the the installation where Diego Luna is. Uh-huh. You know when he's he has to he has to fucking take I don't know whatever you, he's he's going to smuggle someone to Jeddah. Uh huh. You know or or the Imperial pilot to Jeddah. I was gonna say that Diego's there to kill Saw Gerrera, and then well that was the original part of the story. And she stops him, and then that's how she gets involved with the rebels. Right. Right, and that that would have been a good thing to do too. Well, no, actually, I mean, Diego. The original story was Diego Luna's character was supposed to be the one looking for recruits for the Rebel Alliance. Uh-huh. So he, he, let's say, he hears that Saw Gerrera is on Jeddah, right? Yeah. So he travels to Jeddah under the guise of whatever you, you know, <coughs> it doesn't matter under what guise he <laughs> travels to Jeddah, right? Yeah. And he he has the Imperial pilot with him as a bargaining chip, right? Yeah. This guy's escaped, and he's he's the the trigger. He's the guy that Galen sent, right? And he found and he was found at the last minute. Yeah, you know, so he's he's basically on the run from the Empire, and they end up at Jeddah because that's where Diego Luna knew where Saw Gerrera was the last time. Yeah, and he's trying to recruit. And he's using his fake ID. Well, we're both Imperial pilots, blah, 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 right? But he turns around and says, Hey, you know, we're recruiting for the we're recruiting for the alliance. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because if you notice that when when uh Jin Ursa gets grabbed by the Reb Rebellion and they start interviewing her, they already knew that she wasn't who she said she was. And they knew everything about her. They knew that she was Galen's kid. They knew that she was uh with uh, Saw Gerrera for a bunch of years. Right. And there, there was no explanation of how the fuck they knew that. Well, it's, they, they have people in commands centers all across. They have people that still are part of the Empire, including part of the Senate. So they have access to all those databases. But for them just to know that she was when... How would they know that she was Galen? Ursus? I just told you. They have access to all sorts of databases. So they know who Galen's people are. They know who his parents are. They know who everybody's parents are. They have people that are in that st- are still part of the Senate. It just seemed odd. Like 
No, it doesn't. That fits perfectly. You have all these people that are part of the Rebel Alliance that have been recruited because they are they are done with the Empire, as you want to call it, mm-hmm. because the 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 Republic is dead. So all these people are going towards the Alliance. All these high-ranking individuals, generals, admirals, fucking people on the inside, police. FBI agents, CIA agents, if you want to call them that, all these agents from the security bureaus and whatever else. Mm-hmm. That fits seamlessly with what's going on. That's not that's not just a jump to conclusion that seems convenient to the plot. Well, okay. Last time she was seen or even known about was when she was a child. It doesn't matter. She still has fingerprints. Then it it just I don't know, man. It's, no, it, it's not just a I don't know, man. It didn't seem right. He told her, you have been going around as this this person for the longest time, but your real name is this. We know. So why doesn't the fucking Empire know that? They do. Do you know how many worlds there are? Oh, I assume there's thousands. Yeah, the there's a million, million worlds, at least. Do you know how difficult it is to find one person on a million, million worlds or more? I don't know. Fucking uh, <laughs> Ben Mendelsohn's character found uh, Galen pretty easily. That's that's my problem with that. <laughs> but do you know how easy it is to find one person on a million million worlds? And the other thing is, is that you can look Man, for we traces. Ain't found shit. Spit in the wind, and try to find your spit. You'll be lucky. It just. All right, fine. So she, you're saying the Empire knew about her, that they, but she wasn't a priority anymore. She was never a priority. Well, yeah, the Empire knew about her, but again, trying to find that person is difficult. Again, a million million worlds. There's nothing you can do. You just hope that she shows up on the radar at some point, and then you can grab her. Okay. Continue. You're not convinced, so. No, no, no. I, I'm thinking. That's not a think. That's not thinking. You're completely not convinced, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> and 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 she also she's also stamped, so she's got her fucking fingerprints all over the place. Plus, she was vetted by the ISB, Imperial Security Bureau for all the stuff that they had to do with the original Death Star before Galen walked away. Mm -hmm. And we got a hint of him walking away at the very beginning. But, again, we don't don't know how they found him. Yeah. That's the problem is we don't know how they found him. Unless, of course, he was stealing documents and then they were able to trace, trace it back to, you know, whatever planet he was stealing the document he was downloading. He, he was using fucking, uh, Napster. (laughs) <laughs> he was Napstering the dark, the Death Star documents, right? Okay, that's the best best case scenario I've got for that whole thing. All right. I, so my 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 whole problem is is that instead of instead of just focusing on Jin being on one planet and showing us at whatever age she is for an hour and learning about uh, Saw Gerrera, and we don't even need to know that much. It's Saw Gerrera says we got to get you off planet, and the best way to get you off planet is to find a to find a fucking pilot, right? Yeah. And that's the whole that's that's the whole Diego Luna and whatever the the Imperial pilot's name is, right? Yeah. So Saw takes her to those guys, the Guardian of the Wills, right? Yeah. They find they they happen to find that. Bodie Rook was the uh, I, pilot. Yeah, I know, but I, I can't remember Diego Luna's character's name. Cassian. Yeah, Cassian Andor. Cassian Andor, who arrives, who arrives, and remember at that point in time where he he tells Jin to wait for him while he goes and talks to a contact. Yeah. Okay. So when he goes and talks to the contact, is the, those are the guardians of the will, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just bunch them all together, <laughs> and then. Saw Guerrero goes to them and says, hey, we have a pilot here. He's trying to defect to the Alliance. And that's when all the shit goes down. That's when that's when the fucking, the, uh, the, the, if you want to call them rebels of Jeddah, yeah. start attacking the troops and everything else. Yeah. And, and fucking, and Jin and all those other guys go, we got to get out of here. We got to go, you know? So they have to find a ship. And even then, you can still have K2 mm-hmm. sitting somewhere in the corner, and, and Diego Luna Cassian can say, hey, I've got a ship right I I can radio somebody real quick if we need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? Well, I'm part of the Alliance. We're, we're trying to recruit. We need your, you know, 
you need our help, and I could use your help. Yeah. And then they fucking get out of there, right? As the Death Star fires. Yeah. Or they, you know, they they fire that fucking crippling laser right into the surface. Yeah. It, look, it seems like, and I I didn't I didn't put this in my review because I didn't really think about it too much, but if you watch this movie, especially. Especially if you base it on the trailers that had a bunch of scenes that you didn't see in the movie, uh-huh. and then also the way that that um, Guerrero's character was shown, I feel like a lot of shit got cut out. Yeah, and look, you, like you don't you don't need to spend a whole fucking Yoda training fucking montage or anything like that with Saw Guerrero and and Janursa. but it, from it going to him finding her in that in that cave, right? Right to 15 years later, and then she goes to his place, and he goes, are you here to kill me? Right. And then to, I'm staying here. I'm not running anymore. That's well, just, I mean, and then there was a little bit more than that, but not really. He's also going crazy. Well, I, I could kind of see that, yeah. <laughs> but it was just, you could tell there was way more there, <laughs> but they didn't do anything with it, so it just felt like a complete waste of time. Yeah. Like, like Saw Guerrero didn't even need to be in the fucking movie. Yeah, the first... What do we come out to? The first forty-eight, the first fifty-eight minutes of the movie, yeah, is all just kind of cobbled together. Yeah, that at least that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, they're just going to another planet, another planet. Like, like this is how they're setting up all the pieces to finally do this final mission, right? But you know, if you're gonna set up all these pieces, which I'm, I'm fine with them setting up all the pieces to get this shit done. But if you're not gonna make me give a shit about them, like when they first show, um. The blind guy, um, you know, uh, Baze Moba, uh-huh. our Baze Mobus, and uh, what is his name? Don. And, uh, yeah, um, Chirut Imwi, yeah. who's, you know, the blind guy, right? And then his buddy. His buddy is uh, Baze Mobus, right? right? When they introduce them, it's cool how they do it, right? You know, he's sitting there and he's, he's you know, they're like in a market and he's talking and then all of a sudden... <coughs> Jin Urso knows that he's talking to her. Right. Right? And he keeps talking about the Force and stuff like that. And and then he fights the Imperial troops. And it was really cool how they did that. I mean, they established that this guy's a badass. He doesn't need to be able to see. Also um, shows that he's got a great sense of humor because when they put the bag over his head, and he says, what are you doing? Are you, I'm blind, yeah, right? You can't be serious. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I mean, that was fucking hilarious. Um and then you have his buddy, and you you establish really quickly that he's like this guy who's protective over him as his friend, right? Right, but he doesn't still he still doesn't see things the way he sees them, you know. He doesn't really see the force or anything like that, so he's not really sure. He just he does his own thing. But then that's almost pretty much it with them. They're 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 along for the rest of the ride, but they don't really do or say anything that is resonant or. That gives anything to the movie, right? And that and then that's a shame because you, you start them off so well. Let's do something with them. Let make me care about them. So when it gets to the point, and look, we already said everybody dies. So when it gets to the point where Donnie Yen's character dies, I didn't really give a shit because they didn't do anything with him. You know, when he walks through all that whole hail of gun of of a blaster fire, you know, to to hit the switch. To help out with the whole, you know, it was like a video game. Like everything kept going wrong, and they had to do another thing, another thing, another thing. Um, which is that was cool, but it just it didn't it didn't affect me. It didn't affect me at all. I didn't give a fuck about their sacrifice. You know, I mean, isn't that the point of this movie? Was to show the people that gave. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the point of this movie was. It was like, oh, I, think- I mean, I I understand that their job was to get the Death Star plans, but I mean, they basically took the idea of many Bothans died to get us this information, yeah, and and use that line from Return of the Jedi, yeah, for this movie, but it introduces some cool characters and but doesn't give us reason to care about them. You know what? This I think this would have worked better as like a short film to go on the the next Star Wars DVD. <laughs> you know, like we get a twenty minute short film about how the plans to the Death Star got caught. Captured. Well, <laughs> I mean, they, it, if they had done the original story with Kyle Katarn, uh-huh. I think it would have been a much better story. Yeah, because Kyle Katarn is already an established character. Yeah, um, 
And, and it look, this is not a bad movie. We're making it sound like it's shit. It's not a bad movie, no. but it's not as great as everyone says it is. No, it's not. Yeah, this movie, look, we'll just get right into the Rotten Tomatoes on it, man. Right. Right now, it's at 84%. Right. This is not an 84. No, it's not. You know, that pisses me off because the trailers made this look like it was going to be a 94. Right. So, I mean, the music, the Yo, look. That's the other thing the that story. bothered me. What? The music. As... I, I chalk it up to Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. Okay. John Williams is an amazing, amazing composer. Yeah. But what bugged me about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull were kind of the segues. Uh-huh. So, like, when they're in Area 52 and they're they're doing that chase inside and the, the crate with the Ark oh. of the Covenant yeah. breaks open and it goes into that quick line of dan you know yeah. the uh, ark of the covenant from raiders the, of the lost ark yeah the raiders of the, well it's not the raiders march but it's the ark of the covenant song yeah <laughs> that was throughout this entire movie mm-hmm. where you would get with few exceptions where you would get these little brief snippets but they were like sped up really fast yeah like instead of slowing it down me? yeah <laughs> You know, it was kind of like, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, you like know. a family guy blue harvested it. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and and that's the problem that I have with a lot of this soundtrack. Now, I wanted to get the soundtrack, but I haven't gotten it yet. So I can listen to it. Yeah. Most of the soundtrack is really good. Yeah. The beginning is still, again, it's a mishmash. Yeah, it is. It, it felt off. Yeah. It, it it didn't fit with the tempo of the film. Mm. And then, but when you get down, like, you know where it worked really well? Yeah. The space battle. Okay. I was I was pulled into the movie when they got to Scarif, and the battle starts. Yeah. And the music pulls me in. If the music can pull me in where I'm not hearing the music and I'm watching the movie. Yeah. Then you've done your job mm-hmm. because it's. I mean, the music is there. Yeah, there's nothing that's going to change it. But I could not tell you one note, one bit of, uh, one line I should say, uh-huh. or any of any notes that were played during that battle. I did not hear anything. Yeah, except for the Darth Vader stuff. Huh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Darth Vader's theme, which was played perfectly. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think that the entire Darth Vader scene was necessary. I it would have been better if he had just killed Krennic, but that's just me. Like he just dumped him in the fucking in the lava. Yeah. Kicked him off the side. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he he pretty much, um, Rennick, or is that his name? Rennick. Rennick. Yeah. Okay, so Krennic goes all the way to Mustafar. Just to get so we so we think. Yeah, it seemed like he goes all the way to Mustafar uh, to to get Vader to say that he's in command, pretty much over um, <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin. Right. Well, Governor Tarkin at that point. Yeah. So it's just funny. It's funny because. Well, that's. I mean, but you have to go up the chain of command. Yeah. So I mean, what better way to do it than just go right to the guy? Yeah, but you don't fuck with Vader. <laughs> I mean, the guy's the guy's living on a fucking volcano planet. Don't he, fuck with him. He, it doesn't matter to I, Krennic. I know. It's just he's like he deserves whatever he gets for being such a fucking asshole. So, and look, I love Ben. But that doesn't make any sense. So it's okay for Governor Tarkin to be a complete asshole, and it's okay for a couple of other guys to be complete assholes. But don't do that because you're Krennic and you're being an asshole to Vader. But but see. Tarkin stays on his fucking death cruiser, or whatever the fuck they call it. So <laughs> he stays where. What? He's... What is? No, that's that's fucking stupid. You can't. You what? You can't just say something like that and and and, and not know an entire history of Star Wars by by just saying you know like you have General Veers. General Veers never said a word to Vader, but he didn't back down from the guy. Uh-huh. All he said was yes, sir, and okay, whatever. Then you have Admiral Ozzel, who is a backstabbing douche, and you have Admiral Piet, who knew his n- knew his lines and how to how to not cross Vader in a bad way. You don't you don't make your you don't make him look like a douche. Uh-huh. But if you piss him off, you piss him off. There's a difference. If he gets mad, eh, eh, 
in the original Star Wars where the guy was basically saying, you're a fucking liar. The Force is not going to help us retrieve those plans. You don't know what you're talking about. Invader chokes him. Yeah. Right? And then fucking Governor Tarkin says, enough. Yeah. I've had enough of these childish games. Yeah, release him. Right. You know? And Vader basically says, okay, whatever. Yeah. Well, you didn't see him turn around and choke Tarkin. Yeah. And Tarkin was Tarkin was being a dick to him the entire goddamn movie. Uh-huh. So, he stood his ground, yeah. Yeah. So if you stand your ground and you're and you're not embarrassing him, mm-hmm. that's a different thing than just being an all out douche like Krennic is. That's uh, and trying to take all the glory for Yeah. What I'm trying to get at is for this fucker to fly however far across the galaxy to Vader's fucking milk bath castle, okay? To say, uh, who's in number one spot? You know, that, that, you deserve to get your shit fucked up. That, that's what I'm trying to get at. Again, he was told to go see Vader. All right. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> that's why you're here, to remember shit I don't remember. I just remember him showing up there, and it's like, me, 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 me. So that's, that's what I go with. All right. So um, more characters got wasted in this movie, um, acting-wise and, and scene-wise and, and quality-wise. It was uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the character... <coughs> of uh Bodie Rook who was the pilot for the Imperial, you know the Imperial pilot. Um the pilot for the Imperial. Right. <laughs> that actor was really good. I liked him as um the guy's name is uh, Riz Ahmed. He was really good at acting like he was very kind of neurotic cuz he was like very nervous and scared. Right. And he did a really good job and I liked his character a lot, but they didn't do anything with him, you know. It is the same thing. They present him, but you can tell this guy has some charisma, and I want to see where they're going to go with him. And then they didn't do anything with him. Um, also, uh, Diego Luna. I, You know, there were some moments where his character got some meat. You know, um, the part where he meets up with the guy, and he ends up shooting the two stormtroopers, and then he ends up killing the guy that he meets with that tells him about the you know the Death Star. Right. That, that wasn't a bad scene. He was decent in that. And then... Also, when he's arguing with Jin Ursa about Urso about uh about things that he's had to do, right? Not bad, but all in all, it's it just felt like it felt like he they were trying to make him look like a Han Solo who went farther over the line than Han Solo did. That's what it seemed like to me, and it just his I I don't care for that actor. I don't care for Diego Luna. I he he was not appealing to me at all. He um. The only thing that seemed right about him was his fucking haircut and his his jacket. <laughs> so, so yeah, I have a problem with Diego Luna. Um, I like Jimmy Smith showing up a couple times. That was cool. Yep. I like the little connections. Um, and but here's my biggest fucking problem with this movie. I haven't even talked about Felicity Jones yet, but um, my biggest problem with the movie is Alan Tudyk as K two two S O. Okay. He's the best character in this movie, okay? He is the guy, him as a robot was more, had more charisma, more depth, more humanity than any character put together in this movie. He, I mean, the only one who was close to him was Donnie Yen's character, okay? The blind, you know, the blind Jedi, if you want to call him that. Um, he was Guardian close, of the will. But they didn't do anything with Wills. him. So that because they didn't do anything with him after the first scene, pretty much, all you had was Alan Tudyk's character. All you had was K2SO to to keep you going from each scene to to help break the shit up, right? Because right. the characters were kind of boring, so he always had some funny remark or reaction, to, and it just kept it it kept the movie going, and that's what was cool about it. But I found myself falling asleep watching this movie. Like I'm trying to pay attention to it because it looks great. It, every scene looks fucking great. Okay, on in, on the ship, going to another planet, having a battle, having a fight. Um, all looks great, but I'm just not feeling this. These people, I'm not feeling them at all, you know. And then, and then this this actress Felicity Jones, who in the trailers they make her look like, oh, she might be interesting. I I don't know yet, you know. She's dark. She's just mysterious. She's cute. She has great looking lips. But what else does she have, right? You get to this movie and her character's boring. She's fucking boring. She's not, you know. <sighs> she is the Luke Skywalker of this movie. And yet 
I'd rather hear Luke Skywalker whine and complain about never getting out of here than hearing her just say, we need to keep rebelling. <laughs> you got you to have hope. Let's go and do this. But that was it. She doesn't say anything else. What else does she do? Nothing. I don't... It, them establishing her as the the lead sympathetic character, the, the the main protagonist, didn't matter to me. Right. They didn't need to establish her because she doesn't do anything more special or different than any of the other characters in the movie. She's just the last one on the beach with Diego Luna's character. <laughs> That's it. Yep. You know, Mads Mikkelsen. I love Mads Mikkelsen. I've loved him ever since I saw him in Casino Royale when he played the Chief. Every time I see him in something, I'm like, fuck yeah, Mads Mikkelsen's in it. In this movie, when they first show him at the beginning, which we were, we talked about ad nauseum, but he was all, he was really good in that scene. And then he finally shows up again, and it was just the quick, you know, oh, it's a misunderstanding. <coughs> you know, I'm going to die. I wish I could have spent more time with you. Bye. Uh, right, right, done. And, well, I know. <laughs> but, no, know, I get it. It's, yeah. You're, you're about right. So it, it just. It didn't matter that Mads Mikkelsen was really in this movie. Um, but having said that, with all these problems I have, there's still so many cool action scenes that look great. I mean, you had all these battles that were happening above and underneath the uh, shield around the you know the planet at the end of the film. I don't know the name of the planet. I'm not going to write down everything. All right. But that whole thing was cool. You know, the whole Spaceballs, uh, <laughs> you know, air shield. <laughs> I thought the Planet Shield was pretty cool. That was pretty cool, and it, people were wrecking into it. And I like how it didn't just completely, when, when that um, X-Wing hit it, it didn't just completely explode. Instead, pieces of it were rolling on top of it. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, you know, I liked the the, the, you know, the battling against uh, the AT-AT walkers, um, however you pronounce them. Some people just say AT-ATs. AT-ATCs. Yeah. Because they're different than the AT-AT walkers. Okay. Um, I like those. those uh, yeah, because they had the big opening compartments, like those choppers. In the middle of them? Well, yeah, but there, the head design was different, too. Yeah. So they had different lasers on the heads. Yeah. And so, you know, and then you had you got to see the Blue Squadron, which I read that that the Blue Squadron was supposed to be in the original film, but they couldn't because of the digital map, matting or whatever. There's no such thing as digital matting. Whatever they, they did. They, they had to use red. So the blue was, you know, they couldn't have it. So they finally were able to have the blue in this one, the Blue, the blue Squadron. And all that was awesome. It was really cool. And my one of the best parts of the movie was the two times that you get to see the Death Star test some shit out. That those scenes were it on that first planet with uh with Saw Gerrera. God, there's so many goddamn different weird named characters. You um you got to see the the you know them testing the Death Star out and instead of just doing the the pew poof, right? Instead you get to see like what it could do on an independence day level instead where it's just a slow fucking just crust ripping thing that made 2012 look like a, a shitty movie. Right. Well, I mean, the visuals look like shitty. Because, um, you know, 2012 was still a shitty movie. Um, but it looked awesome. And I loved the whole concept of um, when they would show the it eclipsing the sun right before it would strike. That was badass. That's why I had to pick it as my picture for my review. Uh, and then, of course, it, when it all boils down to it, for me... This movie is a it's just a, a beautiful looking build up to that forty five second Darth Vader scene at the end, and that scene I saw it twice, man, and that scene gave me chills both fucking times. I'm just leaning forward and smiling like fuck yeah, we finally get to see Darth Vader kick ass like a motherfucker, and it's not in a Force Unleashed game because that's how he was in the Force Unleashed game, you know, in the cinematics, right? And it's like no, we finally get to see him on the big screen doing you know picking motherfuckers up, cutting motherfuckers in half, and just Bam. It, that was awesome. I felt like it, that made me feel like a little kid watching Star Wars was when, when you finally got to see Vader doing that. And it's like, this movie's worth it. And even if that scene didn't happen at the end, this movie's still worth seeing. And it's still, it's still a decent film. But that scene was so fucking awesome that it made any problem I had with the movie just pale. Like, I would go through that whole movie every single time just to watch. There was like no such thing as a fast forward button or anything. Right. I would. I totally. I just take a nap and wait for the Darth Vader scene to happen again, because <laughs> that's how awesome it was. Um, and then uh, you had um, a little bit of a problem with the CG uh, faces. Yeah, my problem. My problem overall, like the second time we saw it, um, 
fucking the Tarkin thing. The first time I saw it, I didn't care for. It felt too shiny and masky. Uh-huh. Second time, it was okay. Yeah, uh, it still felt whatever too. Yeah, too much. Um, the Darth Vader pose at the end, where he's watching the Tantive leave, uh-huh. um, looked like they took it right from the goddamn uh, toy. Uh-huh. You know, that's what it looked like. And then it's same in the 3D, both both shots. And then, of course, Princess Leia looking like a China doll. <laughs> it looked way too much Sailor Moon. was David Bowie there? Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, other the other characters that they had for, for um, oh, I, I still wish they had Porkins in there. Yeah. That was the one thing that we both wished. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other characters that they did well with from you know Red Squadron and Gold Squadron, mm-hmm. and then there's there's actually quite a few more characters that were CGI based that we didn't even see. Yeah. Plus the callback to Rebels, like the the ship, the ghost ship from Rebels. I, I heard that Wedge does a voice um, during that scene where you, they don't show him, but you get to hear his voice. Yeah. During the X Wings. So. So yeah, it, so yeah, this movie has a lot of Easter eggs. It's fun. Um, you know, I love the part where, uh, fuck it. I always forget their names. You know their names. Come on. Which ones? He doesn't like you. Oh, Evanson and, uh, Evans and Vanza of Evanson, Dr. Evanson uh-huh. and Panda Baba. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like you either. That was fucking, Wanted man. that was cool. And they didn't spend a whole long time on it. They just a quick, Yeah. you know, and, <laughs> and then, uh, you said that you saw the ghost ship yeah the ghost is, rebels. is in the battle in the final battle scene of course yeah the, the call for uh hera's character general sandula yeah and, and oh there's cho- choppers in it somewhere too and i forgot to look for him yeah uh, but he's in the ripple base uh-huh. in the hangar so yeah and there's uh I, I like how they put all these little connections and then they they acknowledge the fact that you know the cartoons meant something they you know they're they're part of the canon so for them to have the carry, what do you think though? Do you think that they should have done a little more with the rebels connection? You know the cartoon. No, you don't need to. No. All right. Well, I don't know because I I, I I'm I'm a couple seasons behind, but uh, you're one season behind. All right, I'm one behind. But they have filmed it. Just so you know. What? They've already made it the third season. No, they haven't. They just haven't released it yet. No, they haven't. Why? Because they haven't even started on it yet. Why wouldn't they start on it yet? Because they're not done with season two yet. Well, season two ended with the uh, Osoka Tana thing. That was season one. Are you saying, okay. Okay. So when season one, I thought when season one ended, it was just like a mid-season, like half cut off or something then? No. The seasons end in fucking April. So I thought the first season ended when uh, Darth Vader shows up. Yeah. So yeah, and then you have a whole nother season, and then the end of season two is with uh, Osoka Tana, right? No. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, not a big deal. I, don't I gotta, now I gotta find out. <laughs> so, all right. I gave the movie a six point five out of ten uh, because it's not a bad movie, but because of me not giving a shit about anybody who's dying, you know, I I cared more about when K two S O died than when anyone else died. I didn't give a shit when Forrest Whitaker died. I didn't give a shit when Felicity Jones died or anybody. Just when the goddamn robot died. I'm like, fuck, dude, why you kill a robot? Oh, I guess we are in season three. Yeah, so. I don't eh. know. I, I can never remember anymore. Eh. Yeah, season three is the one that has Thrawn and everything else. Season two is. Yeah. So, anyway, that's what I, I, that's why the movie gets a 60. It's So, technically, it's like a 65 for me. Yeah, I gave it a 68. Uh, stick with my, my prediction. Uh, um, I didn't. I, I like the second half better than I like the first half. There's obviously some problems mm-hmm. with the script and how they introduce the characters, and I'm going to blame that on Gary Whitta. <laughs> yeah, go back to your video games. Well, this is the same guy that wanted to do, wanted to write the live-action Akira movie, oh. and um, the, the Keanu Reeves and some other dude walked away from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 could have made it, they could have gotten it finished, but no. Yeah. What happens? You know, you, your major star walks away from it. Then you have um, you have him working on After Earth, big flop. Mm-hmm. But he wrote Book of Eli, so my my prediction is true. And you know, every dog has his day. Yeah. 
Um, they say that he also worked on a bunch of Star Trek, Voyager, and Futurama scripts. Yeah. But good luck finding them. Yeah, you know, were they ever did you know what happened with those? He also wrote a couple of episodes of Star Wars Rebels, which were okay episodes. I mean, they weren't great, but they were okay. Yeah. Um, again, but that's writing by committee, so he wasn't the only one that was involved with that. Um, and he produced a whole bunch of nerd shows, yeah, whatever they're called, nerd court. Yeah, nerd court. Yeah. And for you know, for my money, when you have two people that are supposed to rewrite, that are supposed to write the movie, John Knoll and Gary Whitta, and Gary Whitta leaves, that tells me that he wasn't invested in the project. Yeah. You know. And that's why they had so many problems. And that's, you know, the reshoots aside, you know, because they, they always do reshoots anyways. Yeah. The reshoots aside, they had to cobble together what footage they could and make it into this film. Yeah. The only time I see reshoots being a problem is when DC does Fantastic them. Four. <laughs> or, yeah, when, when Fox Marvel does them. Right. <laughs> what if the new Power Rangers going to have some <coughs> some reshoots? Probably not. Oh, yeah. But they're not called the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. They're just called Power Rangers. Oh, and by the way, yeah, big spoiler alert for Power Rangers fans, they've already given away what the Mechazord looks like. Oh, do they? Uh-huh. Stupid fucking toy companies. <laughs> they-, <laughs> they, they totally gave away exactly what the toy looks like and who is each of the Color Rangers. You know, that that's the funny part, is that this has been happening for a few years now with, with toys, especially for of course, the big movies, right? Right. The toys are always letting stuff go, like you know the shitty Transformers, the shitty, uh, um, oh my god, um, Galvatron, the shitty yeah. Galvatron from right. Transformers Four. Uh, he was like giving away, like, oh hey, this is gonna be shitty again. Thanks for the shitty toy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know what? I I don't think it's an accident anymore. I I think it's on purpose to build up hype. That's what I think. They're not building up hype. They gave away the story. I, That's not building up hype. That's throwing the fucking baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I want you to picture that. Visualize that. That's why I said it. It sounds fucking hilarious. Have you never heard of that? I've never heard that, but it sounds fucking odd. But it sounds like something that's been said for a long time. It's been said for a long, long time. I just haven't heard Maybe I have heard it. It's just been a long time since I've heard it. Because my grandma, she has sayings like, one, one is, sorry, don't feed the bulldog. What? Sorry, don't feed the bulldog. Well, just because you say you're sorry doesn't mean that the motherfucker still ain't hungry. You know, it's kind of like, shut up, Mike. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Another disappointment with this movie is that there was no episode eight trailer. <coughs> we were both expecting a teaser or something. <coughs> no, I knew that wasn't going to happen. I was hoping. But the fact that nothing showed up the day before or the day of on online kind of gave me a hint, too. I already knew it wasn't going to happen. They, they, they would have uh, they would have done a teaser trailer back in November. Yeah. But according to Kathleen Kennedy, she wanted this to stand alone. She doesn't. She didn't want anything to do to muck this up. She didn't want anything Star Wars eight related. Yeah. To screw up the Rogue One thing and just let it go. That's good. And uh, we'll get some. We will get a uh, trailer in the spring. Yeah. That's, you know what? And that. I mean, ultimately, that that's a that's a very good idea. <laughs> Me being the fanboy that I am, of course, I was like, oh, I hope there's there's an episode eight trailer. But whatever. You know what? It's fine because I I don't. Oh, we got to see the Transformers trailer <laughs> on the big screen. Wow! We got to see the frozen, frozen on spells, <laughs> drifting. All right, so um, big, big moon eating other moon. Sorry. Right, so the next time on uh on Cinescape Movie Podcast, we will be talking about Assassins. Oh, I'm sorry, Ass Ass Ends Creed. Starring Michael Fassbender. You, because you wanted to see it, right? You really? I didn't even it? know what the fuck we were going to see this week. I don't know. Well, it's either that or we're not seeing Collateral Beauty. Uh, Collateral Beauty, or I don't want to see fucking Will Smith it? talk to talks to death in the form of Helen Mirren. Okay, great. You know there are other know. movies out there. I don't want to see Meet Joe Black guy. All right, just don't want to see it. Great. All right, I'm sorry. Meet Joe Black guy meets Rain on Me. Don't want to see it. 
So quit bringing that fucking movie out. You're the one that wants to talk about it. Go fuck it. yourself. So you can talk about it all you want. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we've gone too long in this fucking episode. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Good show. Jolly good show. Jolly good show indeed. Hakuna Matata, bitches. Please share the podcast. The more people that listen, the better off we are. Thanks again. For more great podcasts and my movie reviews, don't forget to visit www.acoupleofaveragejoes.com. This is the end. This is the end. Finito! The end, I tell you! We're all going to nibble the dust! Or go fuck yourself.